This podcast is a conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Bobro and is a production of VI Alliance Copyright 2019. And this chart-busting hit, Alone Leave Me, courtesy of New Threads, is available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie, and I'm here with Susan, and for today's Ancient Texts podcast, we are looking at the Thought Conditioners by Norman Vincent Peale, and what these are are 40 powerful spiritual phrases that can change the quality of your life. You can actually find them online, you can find them anywhere, because they're 40 statements from the Bible that kind of adjust your thinking, your thoughts, your energy, and your vibration. Thus, Norman Vincent Peale called them thought conditioners. And the story is interesting from the standpoint where he actually experimented with these certain passages from the Bible and found that they had a very potent effect on the people that he shared them with and also in his own life. And so we've taken them, we've looked at them and we've compared some of them and we're gonna talk about them a little bit and also how they compare from probably what the modern day, what you would call is an invocation, which we'll talk about later. So the the first one we're gonna look at, if you go and get the Thought Conditioners by Norman Vincent Peale is number one and number six. And number one is the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. And that's from Luke 18, 27. And basically the vibration of it is that it kind of sets you in a direction of energy, not really in the direction of an understanding of what is impossible, but rather that when you focus on what you can possibly do about something, you you get out of the realm of thinking there's no way out. I think, you know, because this is a podcast that we're going to talk about, we go into the energy. We're not going to discuss the idea of God. We're going to talk a little bit about what we would go into with the energy of it. And when I look at this, it's also things that are impossible with men or people is not impossible with energy. So that when all else fails and you're at that point sometimes, and he he uses it again, he, he uses the word God, and you know it is a Christian text and this is what he's trying to move with. But if we go to that realm of energy, you know, and we've said it even in the Energetic Invocations book is that people may be predictable, mm. but energy is not predictable. It can follow patterns, but anything is possible. Right. And I think what I find with these thought conditioners, and I think it's a very great title for them, is that they really do condition your thoughts into a different standpoint, into a different Mm -hmm. energy and vibration. And even repeating and repetition of, number one, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God, even the repetition of that kind of... Of course, you translate the words and what they mean, like you said, men and God and what they mean to you, yet they put you in a different vibration of understanding about what is possible. And if we go into number six, which we're going to compare it to, it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. And that came from Proverbs 3, 5. And that, to me, is even an add-on to number one because Mm. if you trust, and it says trust in the Lord with everything, and you can't just rely on your own understanding, that that brings another layer to number one in my mind because, you know, if we try to think how is something going to work or how is something going to happen, if we only trust it to people, Mm-hmm. and to what you see out there and that's where you stop you don't open up to miracles and we all know miracles occur all the time 
Right. And so to me, number six is uh, like even more powerful than number one. Not that it's, I don't mean more powerful, but it even goes that one step further of just because I can't understand how it can be done. Mm. And again, if we look at people and we look at events and we look at what's outside and what we only, and we can only rely upon what we see and what we can hear, some things might seem like it could never happen, but yet if you go to the energy and you trust and you keep your focus, which some of these other thought conditioners go into, anything is possible. Right. A lot of those thoughts and vibrations of being consumed by what's out there leads to frustration. And that's what this one deals with, too. And it's interesting to me because in this one, he also states how a neurologist used it for people that felt like they were coming to difficult situations in their lives with the patients that he had, and they would repeat it, and that repetition of it accessed their unconscious mind. And I think that's something so important with a lot of things that we repeat to ourselves. Once no, I again, think so, with the words. And I think sometimes when you hear things... It invokes a certain feeling within you. And that if you can go back to that feeling, you can stay a little bit more in alignment with what you really want in your own truth. It's right. a feeling. Because right. then the feeling goes into habit. Right. You know, if you feel lousy, you go into a certain way. If you feel good, you go into a certain way. So it creates, it invokes a feeling. And so now if we move on to number three, renew a right spirit within me is Psalm 51.10. And this one actually I find very useful and helpful because it's very simple. It's simple to remember. And oftentimes kind of things overwhelm you or saturate you in your experience. And the energy of this reminds you and it reminds your unconscious to go back to the beginning of, you know, how kind of you were created or to go back to a simple point of a beginning where you weren't overly consumed by all these things and all these situations that caused you to feel maybe frustrated or or chaotic or anything like that. And just in this simplicity of renew a right spirit within me, you're talking to yourself to actually do that. Well, that in alignment with number 22, which says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which came from Romans 12 too. And what's fascinating about both of these actually is that it can be instantaneous you know mm. we always think about oh I've, I've got issues you know everyone you know the big things I got mommy issues I got daddy issues mm. right that insinuates that you have to go to a therapist you have to do all this work and you have to this part means you know you, you start to do that work but that doesn't mean you have to spend years to free yourself it can happen miraculously it can happen instantaneously and I think that, to me, is what I think is really kind of interesting about this. It helps you to clear out old thoughts. Because if whatever the issues were, we all had issues. And I'm not minimizing anyone's issues, but it's whether or not you're willing to let go of them. If you're willing to let go of them and move on and no longer be a victim, mm. this is saying it can happen like that. Right. But again, it's going to be a decision that you make which sounds scary, yet at the end of the day, if you have the power, how awesome is that? Mm. You don't need to go through anything. You can make that decision right here and now right. that I'm no longer going to be a victim of X, right. and I'm going to empower myself. And that, I think, is these two. And I love, I love that phrase in 22 where he says, drain the mind. 
and consciously conceive of yourself as dropping out all of those destructive thoughts mm. which you know is how else can you reach clarity right but that's, that's again a decision that's what right. I think the biggest thing is that it can happen instantaneous mm. once you've decided that mm. if you don't choose that I, I, you know, it, it's not going to happen. Right. And that's not because God is, or God or energy is decided for you. It's you've decided and the energy or God is just supporting that. Right. Hey folks, Julie and I do a whole lot of talking, but you know, a lot of that comes from self-reflection and really looking at our lives and things that didn't make sense. And we sat down and figured out the questions that were important to us and some of the philosophy behind it. And we put it together in a journal. Ooh. Check it out. And who doesn't love a good journal? Get your favorite pen and just get writing. You know what, people are always posting quotes. You don't even know if they're really true. Or are there quotes that you've read 10,000 times? Right, and you're supposed to like them. What about quoting from something different and new? Ah, now that would be fun. We did it and took quotes from our Energetic Invocations books and we put it in a quote book. How they're really I, good. How do I live when I don't fit in? You can find it on Amazon. Okay, moving on to nine. If God be for us, who can be against us? From Romans 8:31. This is an interesting one because looking at number nine, I love this one. I mean, you can you can line up all. The, I mean, you can be your own worst enemy <laughs> from that standpoint. You can be your own worst enemy, and and it's funny. He lists the enemies as discouragement, frustration, disappointment, hostility, weakness. I mean, all of those things can come from you and your thoughts and your vibrations as your own enemy and you can kind of feel that vibration of well then who's for us if you take that opposite of what he's saying you know who's for me mm. you know you're you're against yourself you're not for yourself see i, I always kind of like you said you stay more up in the theoretical i go a little bit more grounded right we always have that conversation sometimes when i have any doubt about anything whatever it is if I really believe in my heart that it is, uh, I don't want to say, but aligned with the stars that such and such is going to happen. If I really believe it, but sometimes I have that doubt, I keep thinking, I know this, and this is a generic statement, this is meant to be, therefore it's in God's or the energy's best interests. And mm -hmm. I know I'm giving it human mm -hmm. you know, forms and stuff by describing it, but... Mm -hmm. If that, then I say to myself, how can any one person be against anything? Mm. It can't happen. Because if this is meant to be, and I believe it's meant to be, then mm -hmm. that, that's why I like this. And this is when I'm like, oh, when you say I am my own worst enemy and I'm going to start to beat myself up. So I, that one's a good one for me. It's, it's Buddy over here is number 17. Mm -hmm. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us um, from the Ephesians 3:20 did you have something you wanted to say <laughs> <laughs> well this is funny because abundant is in it and yet even that kind of access is this realization that sometimes we can't consider you know the totality of what is best for us and the expansion of that and the abundance of that is nothing is too good to be true for you in your hopes and your you know if you have just simple hopes to be realized sometimes you know it's hard to access the most expansive or abundant of things yet when you 
kind of get to that sensation that there's stuff going on. It kind of relates to what you just said in the in the last one. There's stuff going on, you know, not only beyond your control, but also, you know, in the hands of the energy, in the hands of God, if you want to say that. And that, you know, in the expectation of good things happening, that can occur. The part of number 17 that I find that adds to what we just said in number nine about if, you know, if God is with us, who can be against us? The part with 17 is it's all within you. Mm. There's no need for somebody else to step in. There's no need for any event to occur. There's no need for anything. And that doesn't mean that that's not how it comes. It's not that it doesn't mean it doesn't come that way. How I interpret that is that when you think you can only get somewhere by one person. I need this one person to do something, or I need this event, I need such and such for what I want to occur. Mm. That's where I think we don't, you don't need anything outside right. of yourself. Everything is within you. That doesn't mean that the other things, somebody doesn't come and do something, or an event doesn't occur, or something you never imagined, but it's all within you. That's the part on number 17 that I kind of like is you have it all within you. It's mm. all within you. I mean, that, that's relying on the energy and your higher self. You go, you know, we talk, we don't talk much in the other podcasts about your higher self, but right. we talk about it being a part of everything. And when you rely upon your higher self, anything's possible. Mm. That's really who you work hand in hand with. I don't need and nobody needs a certain person. Okay, going to number 16. Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live. Isaiah 55, 3. This one is incredibly intense to me because it's really focusing on the application of truly and genuinely listening to the extent of losing, quote-unquote, yourself in whatever is being said, whatever is occurring, and so that you hear more than what is just said. And that's, again, that's a little bit enigmatic in that way, yet you really let every vibration of the word, every vibration of the sensation to consume your cells from a physical standpoint. And yet, you know, it's more energetic in that sense. Yet what happens is it, it, it just dissolves and it heals you and it strengthens you to be really in the presence of what the words are and hearing them rather than having something else go on while something is being said. And we all know that can also get you in trouble. It can, it can. <laughs> so number 29, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me from the Philippines. 413. Well, I think the aspect of it was looking at what you're taking in the words to say in 16, what your interpretation is, versus just absorbing them as they are and staying with the intuition. And this is because the interpretation can lead to feeling. And 29 connects with it because it's a complete antidote for any kind of defeating feeling that you have. So if you're interpreting the words before losing yourself in them, sometimes that can lead through incorrect interpretations or expectations or a whole line of feelings and sensations. And I think it's a little bit of a stretch, but 
it's kind of connecting the feeling of it more so than what it's specifically saying. So you think in when it says I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. So you're saying that that gives you the feeling of confidence to do what and the other one when it talks about hearing beyond just what is being said. Right, because in the from the standpoint of the other one, if you're just hearing what's said, there's chance for you to interpret and to consume yourself in those interpretations, whatever they, they could be frustration, discouragement, disappointment. That's what he mentions back in nine. And from those sensations, if you just stay with, you know, the belief in that strength of, you know, what's within, as we were saying, there's a new kind of mental force. It's the same kind of, I think that's where the connection, at least I made the connection on those two, is the, the strength of the mental force that you create. So that would be, like, example would be watching body language, seeing when they're saying things, are they... Um, how their eyes are, they're talking. I could be sitting here saying, I'm happy, and I've got my head down, and you're like, okay, what's she, what's she really saying? Interesting. Well, Interesting. To, I think to a degree, because uh, once again, the basis of it still is, you know, the power is within you, and your actions, you know, move forward by the sensations that you're consuming and how you're consuming them. So I find that, of course, now that you've explained why you like 16, it makes perfect sense because you live that way. Mm. You always live that way. I struggle for that. Mm. I struggle. I sit here and I, I sometimes hear things and I understand things. And sometimes I, I have to get out of my own way to understand that. I still sometimes get caught up in when someone's saying something, I hear it. And, you know, I think the big piece of that is to not bring, which there's another one of these thought conditioners that says don't bring in the past uh, or the future, you mm -hmm. know, into all your relationships, all your interactions right. that you just kind of stay just with what's being said. And so I think that's a struggle for a lot of people not to bring in, you know, old, I won't say habits, thoughts, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that's maybe a little bit more, too, of what's being said. So number 23 is, but as many as received him, to them gave he power, John one twelve. And this kind of streamlines along with some of the others we talked about that basically, you know, the power is within you. Mm -hmm. You can, everything you need, everything you need to do, you can access within you. You just need to, to go there, to have clarity and to go there. And from the standpoint of these thought conditioners, of course, from Norman Vincent Peale, is, you know, you, you need to receive Christ. And, and that interpretation of, like we said, you know, these coming from the Bible and, you know, the religious aspect of it, it's what your definition is of the religious aspect of that. Yet, like you said, simply deciding and making it a choice yourself to work within, to go within, is a very strong formula to access the power that you need to do, whatever you need to do to live. Hey, Susan. Yes? Do you know what you're getting me for Christmas? Hmm, not sure yet. Well, don't be thinking you're going to give me any of the books we've written, because I have all of those. Yeah, but they're e-books. They're quick read, yet they keep making you go back, because you think you got it, and you got to go back and read it again, because there's something more each time. It's like a gift that keeps giving. I agree with you. They're in my pile to read again, over <laughs> and over. But, you know, I'm kind of stuck on this Christmas trivia right now.
Hey, Julie, do you remember the old Tootsie Roll Pop commercial? It's how many bites does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? Oh, yes. Okay, you do remember that. <laughs> how many rings does it take to get someone to answer the door on Halloween? Depends on if you have candy or not. Well, how many clicks does it take to get the Halloween trivia ebook? Just a one. Just a one. Get yours today. Susan, what? This Kabbalion podcast is great, but it's kind of sort of like we're in a class. I know. So how can you learn more if you're in a class and you're kind well, of like listening guess, along? Well, the only way that you know what you're getting is to be tested. Oh, sometimes the way a question is asked, you might be surprised at what you think the answer is, but then, hmm, actually. Ah, so it has to be a fun test in well, the it has energy. To, it has to be a test that makes you think. It's mm. not a rote A equals B equals C and that's it. You memorize. So, any suggestions? Yeah, actually, I found a book. It's a quiz on the Kabbalion. It's like trivia, but better. Ooh. And it's an ebook. Is it on Amazon? It's on Amazon, and you could get it for like practically nothing. I'm going to get it now. I love it. So, um, I would like to jump to number 38, which is its pair, which says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 34 4. And this, again, a lot of these, I think we picked one and then the other one added to it because the one thing that he says in, the, in his description, I'm going to quote it. We haven't quoted really his, but he does say, you know, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. A cure for fear that will absolutely work is to get close to God in your thoughts. He is the only certain unchanging factor in the world. And so if you look at number 23, which says if, you know, by receiving him, you have power and you add it's it, the, the power of God is I'm going to make it a jump now is within you. It's all within you. When you sit there and you look out in the world and everything that's going on and seeing or whatever, the one unchanging factor is deep within you unless you allow outside to change you. Mm. And that's where I think with 23, when it says, if you give me the power, I will help to strengthen that. Because um, I saw on the news the other day, there was a woman who said, you know, something had happened. And she says, you know, I'm, you know, 65 and, you know, I don't know what's going on in this world today. And her response was to something that was not very good, obviously. And I, I can understand that in a very simplistic, easy way. But if you go to the core of who you are, nothing's changed. You know, you watch any of the ancient history channels, the things that people did to each other back in the, you know, days of the Romans and everything else were much worse than what we do. And I'm just saying that really nothing's changed. It's your perspective. And if you can stay within you... And I think that's what these two passages say. That core of who you are really doesn't change. You just need to bring that into other things. And so a lot of these things bring to the person a very deep sense of who they are. Right. And that's why I think these thought conditioners by Norman Vincent Peale are fascinating because there is a vibration to them. And originally this booklet that he created had 40 of them. Um, he wasn't really sure why 40. I mm. thought the story was interesting. He thought perhaps because Jesus spent 40 days in the desert withstanding temptation. Again, that gets into the biblical aspect of it. He says there's no magic to the number, but when he finished putting together and gathering all of these phrases and sentences <laughs> that were tried and true that he worked on and tested, he found that there were 40 of them. 
And I think that's fascinating. And <coughs> nowadays, it's along the lines of, you know, people recite mantras. They've done that for hundreds and thousands mm -hmm. of years. People also, you know, back in, what, the 70s, 80s, the New Age era, they went to affirmations and things like that. And we kind of went back to the genesis of the power of words in your unconscious by creating invocations in our Energetic Invocations book. Um, the Energetic Invocations original in the Energetic Invocations series. And what we said about the invocations was that it was a, an essence of energy that you took and invoked with all your will and created things to occur for yourself by reflecting on these invocations to change your perspective and shift you inside and even get a cellular difference to occur within yourself as well as your mind is clearing and your space is clearing and you're accessing more of who you are. And in our Energetic Invocations book, we have the five parts, self, journey, people, environment, and world. And there are a number of invocations after each of those chapters. And I was just flipping through and I said, okay, in line with this, it would be cool to kind of call out some of our favorites just from example from the expertise section. Number one, I am in the space of my whole complete self that is there for me, all of me. And in the sense of that invocation, I think it's just powerful to go into that space of the depth and core of who you are inside of you and what your expression is. You know, the one thing I do want to say when I try to figure out which one would be my favorite, I can't find a favorite because mm, there's so many of them. Um, but what I will say is they do get more deeper and deeper because in the beginning you're clearing, you know, like these are the early ones and these are the ones that I'm going to talk about. Like one of them is, I love this, I have the clarity to know what it is I want and I operate from that. Like, and that hand in hand with I allow myself the moment to consider what I want to do. And the next one, I stop considering everyone else's needs and actively participate in my own life and these are early on and as you go further on like the one Julie read you know, they get a little bit more I won't say generic but more worldly right. because as we move forward these are the self-care this is like in the first chapter these ones because they're very basic right. and they're very personal so when you're doing this work and like with Norman Vincent Peale some of those are very basic mm -hmm. and like who tells you you have a moment to consider Right. what it is you want to do. It's like, what do you want? How are right. you buying it? What does everybody right. want? And to, to remind yourself that it, it's okay to take a moment to figure out what you want to do, to me, is simple, but it's, you know, I, I, it, there's an mm. energy to that. It, there's a kindness behind it. Another one that jumps out to me is way at the back in uh, the people section. I need to trust that my highest self knows better than my everyday self. Mm. And I think that's a very powerful one, you know, from the standpoint of what we were talking about when we expressed, you know, about the higher self. And, and how many times do you reflect on that and remind yourself of that? And it goes unconsciously and the words access your deeper core. Mm. And, you know, the other one, the next, we talk about journey. And, you know, one of the things is because, you know, in the book we talk about that everyone has their own journey. You know, people would, you know, love to get a custom-made, whatever, custom-made suit, custom-made trip just for you. Everyone likes custom-made. But most of us, it's very expensive. But 
you know, we each have a custom-made journey, mm. and we take it for granted, or we fight it, or we don't like the idea that, oh, that's my life, oh, I wish I had so-and-so's life. Right. And in the book, we talk about that, that this is custom-made just for you, and this one invocation is something to help remind you, is this journey was created by me, and is just for me. Mm. I mean, to remind you that... This is your journey, and you know, and, and not to you know, we most times we don't think about that. We don't think it was custom made just for you, mm. and yet we we strive and crave it from everywhere else out there. And here's something that was given to you, and we just take it for granted, or we or worse, we even shun it. <laughs> mm. And even in in stating that invocation, it brings you back to that. Mm-hmm. Renew, and that's what renews the, your spirit. And that's that. the idea of the invocations. Mm-hmm. It should, it's to to add to what. It's almost, you know, it's like the, the thought conditions came from the Bible. Right. And we could sit and talk a whole lot about not just these passages, but the Bible. And there's so much there's so much rhetoric out there. Right. And then there's a lot of people saying that it's not really, really been uh, discussed properly. And when you go through these invocations, they're similar to that, but they're very much geared for today's world. Right. Here's another one that I like. This is from uh, Environment. How do I flourish in my environment? I am surrounded by love, support, and encouragement consistently in my world within and in my world without. It's a very powerful one. Yeah. So, again, those invocations come from Energetic Invocations, uh, the Blue Book, we call it, and also the series, a book of vibrational change. And... I think it's fascinating how Norman Vincent Peale gathered these together and how powerful he found them to be. And once again, anything that we remember and renew in our unconscious about ourselves and the core of who we are is always going to be powerful and helpful in our journey. The only thing I would, would suggest is when you read it, if you have any issues with the, you know, the whole religious thing, is substitute the word God mm. for energy. Thank you for listening to this production from EI Alliance. Check out our Amazon authors pages for books and podcasts. Find New Threads music and their latest album on iTunes, Spotify, and newthreads.us.